The world needs hope now more than ever. Welcome to the Exalted Podcast, where every week I will bring you messages of hope, health, and healing. I want you to be unapologetic about your faith, your success, your health, and the miracles that God is doing in your life. I am your host, Jen Beyer. My mission is to equip you in your faith so well that you are able to be a hope dealer in your communities while being as generous as possible with your time, your money, and the talents the Lord has blessed you with. This podcast is sponsored by Exalted Health, where we are ending the war on women hating their bodies. Ending the war on hating our bodies, loathing our bodies, and trying to become something that we think we need to be in order to be accepted in the world. I didn't even know how much this was a part of my story until the Lord started revealing different layers of it to me. I was 12 years old the first time somebody told me that I was fat. I remember we were in gym class and we were in our swimming session and I had shopped for weeks to have the right swimsuit because I had so much anxiety about it. You know, I had gotten curves before a lot of the other girls and I knew that my body looked different. Like I'd always been really skinny up until this point and all of a sudden I didn't look like that anymore and I wasn't overweight and I knew I wasn't overweight, but I was insecure. And in that class, somebody who I thought was my friend um, made it a point to tell me and everyone around us in seventh grade that I was fat and I was disgusting to look at when I got out of the pool. And that became so much a part of my story. Um, I put, you know, weight on and lost weight all throughout high school and college. And then it really became a big problem when I had kids. Um, I gained quite a bit of weight with my first pregnancy, really struggled to get that off, like really struggled, and finally did get that off and then got immediately pregnant again, right? So the cycle continues. And then after that is when I found um, the network marketing company that I've been with for 10 years that I had, you know, this great transformation when I got on those products. Um, but the problem was, is that the underlying stuff was still there. All of those years of telling myself that I was fat, that I could only be good enough if I was a certain size or I looked a certain way. And so the struggle still continued, even though I was healthier than I had been, the struggle was still there. And then I got Lyme's disease and it completely rocked all of my hormones. I had a couple underlying, you know, autoimmune issues going on that really complicated things. And that's when I really, really, really started to struggle. I would put on weight, I would lose it. I would, I would just, I developed this relationship with food where it was such a source of anxiety because if I didn't eat a certain way, I knew that I would feel terrible and put on weight like immediately. And I was getting older, right? I'm in my 40s now. And the Lord really just started to speak to me about this place because like, it was like every Monday I was, you know, I'm going to be perfect this week. I'm going to discipline myself to a place of, you know, eating perfect and then I could be skinny enough. It didn't help that I had, you know, people within that network marketing company who just really drilled into your head that you had to be a size two and perfect in order for anybody to listen to you. And so it just developed all of these stories and all of these identities that I had. And the Lord really started to speak to me about this a couple of years ago when it was like I was praying about it. Um, you know, there's several Christian authors that write out there about being healthy, and I think these are good things. But the motivation behind 
why we're trying to lose weight is honestly the most important thing, right? There's nothing wrong with wanting to be healthier and wanting to drop a few pounds. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, when it becomes a source of identity and um, measuring if you're good enough based on the pant size that you wear or what the scale says or thinking of yourself or as food as bad and good to the point where it's consuming your thoughts and maybe it's become an idol in your life, right? An idol is anything we put above our relationship with God. So if you have thoughts like I did of consuming what what it needs to look like, what our bodies need to look like. You'll be good enough when. If you obsess over going to big events or going to the beach because you know you're going to have to wear certain clothes or things, and so you shop for weeks or you you know, try a million things on, because that motivation is, I won't be accepted or good enough unless I look a certain way when I show up. And that's when it becomes this vicious awful cycle that can run our lives, right? And I, and I lived there for a lot of years. I know I gave you the Cliff Notes version of my story, but when I tell you how much of my um, thought process this was taking up, it was it was a big portion of my day. I was thinking thoughts of, I hate my body. If only I was this size, if only I was that size, I had myself convinced that I would be more successful in business. I would have more friends, like my marriage would be better, like all of those things. Like it was running my life. And I know that that I'm not the only one because I've heard your stories, right? So I'm here to tell you there's hope. There's so much hope in this area. And at a time when diet culture is probably at its highest for the whole year, new year, new you, you know, get your bikini ready body, get ready by summer. Like, again, there's nothing wrong with wanting to make changes and be healthier, but the motivation behind it is what's key. And that's how our program is so different. It's rewriting those thought processes, those things that have become an identity cause deep wounds, cause deep issues, right? Like I still really believed I was fat at 12 years old. I weighed 112 pounds because I had curves and I still had that thought process in my head. I can now look back at pictures of all the way back to 12 years old and I see myself in those pictures and I remember the Lord bringing to my mind like you weren't happy with your body then. You know, a couple years later, I'd see a picture in high school. You hated that body. And I see the size that I was. And I honestly, I mean, the, the amount of body dysmorphia that has ruled my life since I was 12 years old is, is like astonishing when the Lord revealed this to me. And he's just walked me through this process of, of healing it all. And so... Back to the diet culture, like being at an all-time high, it's so easy to, for us to slip into that category again of, if I can just discipline myself enough to starve myself, to get to that certain size, insert whatever you think is going to happen, right? I'm going to be good enough. I'm finally going to feel good about myself. I'm finally going to have a certain type of friend. I'm finally going to fit in when I walk into this room. I'm finally going to feel like I can go out in the dance floor at a wedding, Whatever narrative you want to insert, we just need to rewrite that story. 
and we're so busy being consumed with if this, then, then that we're disconnected from our bodies because we're not living in the present. We're living in the state of anxiety that's in the future that feels so unattainable and overwhelming that it's just clouding every single decision we make about our bodies. Women are exercising to get thin, not to be healthy. They're, you know, making food choices or starving themselves to be a certain way instead of to take care of themselves. And the motivation behind it, I can't stress that enough, that is going to make the complete difference. I still eat really healthy and really clean. I still work out. Those are not bad things. But I do it now because I love my body and I want to take care of the temple that the Lord blessed me with, not to be skinny or to look a certain way or to fit in in a certain crowd, right? And that's the difference. So when we learn to heal the things that have shaped the way we view ourselves, when we take back authority in our own bodies, we're not looking everywhere else for the answers. We're not looking for outside validation. We're not looking to be so disconnected from our bodies that we're not feeling the things that are in our bodies, right? We don't even listen to our own symptoms anymore as a society if we're not feeling well or anything. We just go to a doctor for answers. Like what happened to being able to be in tune with what's happening inside of our own bodies and going from there, right? I mean, that's that's a huge question to ponder. Like we need to be connected in our bodies. We need to have authority in our own bodies. And we, we have the ability to be so healthy, right? If it's not in heaven, we have the authority over it on earth. So in that regard, you know, being overweight, body dysmorphia, eating disorders, chronic illness, all of those things technically should not exist because as believers, we have authority over them. But we've allowed all of the external things, all of the things of the world to dictate our thoughts around all these that we've lost that connection and we've lost that authority. A really wise person, I think it was Heidi Baker, once said, we cannot have authority anywhere that we don't have love. And I remember when I heard that, it really rocked me to the core because I was right in the middle of this journey, right? And I was learning how to unlearn some of the horrible thought patterns and curses that I'd spoken over my body. I was learning how to bless my body and take care of it from a place of love and nurturing and wanting to be healthy versus trying to fit somebody else's idea of what I thought I should be. And that that statement, we do not have authority where we don't have love, just rocked me to the core because I had been trying so hard to still like fit into this mold, doing it a healthy way, until I realized it's a surrender. It's a surrendering of all those things that we thought we knew and just allowing the Lord to take over. Now, there's a lot of strategies that we have in this program that allow us to just do a quick work and kind of accelerate some of this healing so it doesn't take, you know, years and years and years. But the enemy, like if he can't keep us from salvation – 
what he's going to do is keep us from abundant life. And if he's going to have us believing that our bodies aren't good and that we can't be good enough without looking a certain way, like that is a real thing because in society, like so, like from a time we're very, very young, women are told they need to look, act, and be a certain way in order to be accepted even by other women, but mostly by men, right? And this isn't going to turn into a men bassing session, but it's important that we recognize that we put our identity in what Christ says about us first, above all else. Above all else. There's nothing more important. So when we look at our bodies as this temple, as this place like where Christ lives in us as believers, that changes the narrative big time. And it still takes work. It still takes unlearning some of the things, some of the ways we've been operating in our life to get to this place of being healthy, but it certainly can be done. So some of the tools that we use within our program, and this isn't this isn't to, to sell you this program, but it's to give you hope, right? It's to give you hope in a place of peace. So Habits that seem impossible to break. We have prayer strategies that we can implement that all of a sudden that pull, that tug, that that seemingness of control from the outside is gone because we allow Holy Spirit to fill its place, right? Inner healing and deliverance. Sometimes we have old wounds and traumas that have shaped our thought processes, our identities, how our habits, how we show up in the world, and we can help you heal those and just walk in a, in a higher level of freedom. Uh, body image wounds. I talked about um, that incident when I was 12. I didn't even know that I needed to forgive that person. Um, and I did. And I was able to forgive him. And that just freed me. Like forgiveness is never about the other person. It's about what it does in us. Because when we're holding a seed of resentment or bitterness within us, that that gives the enemy almost like a doorway into to wreak havoc and cause some problems in our life. Um, any traumas that we need to get rid of? Chronic illness. I cannot tell you how much my health has improved as I've been doing this work. I'm still on that journey. I haven't arrived yet, but I'm fully standing in the promises of God that I will be fully healed on this side of heaven. And then any generational baggage that you have. Sometimes we have chronic stuff going on um, that's come down in our bloodlines that we don't even know about or we don't even know how to get rid of. And the Lord can free you from all of that. So what I want to do is just invite you in. Um, I want to invite you into this space where we want to see you hold and healed and healthy. And we want you walking in what God has called you to do. Because I fully believe when we heal all this stuff, that controls our thoughts and we've put as idols in front of us, put above our relationship with God because it's consuming our thoughts, it's consuming our actions, it's consuming our lives. Um, it's running the show. It's driving the bus, right? So when we put God first and we heal this stuff, I believe that's that gets us one step closer to walking in who God created us to be, to fulfill the purposes that he has for our lives. So this is a process. It is this is not this is not a quick fix program that's going to give you a slam in before and after. And I know that those can feel good. I used to be that girl, right? What I do know is that this takes longer 
but it's worth the journey. It's worth the journey to unheal, I'm sorry, to heal all of those things, unlearn all of those thought processes, habits, and identities that's kept us stuck and kept us in this vicious cycle for, you know, sometimes upwards of 30 years like myself. So I'm inviting you in. I hope that you'll join us. We'd love to see you there. Click on the discovery link on if you're you're following me on IG or Facebook, you can click on that discovery link to book a free consultation and just have a conversation with me to find out if we are the right fit for you because we want to heal. We, We are ending the war on women hating their bodies. The Lord told me that that was my mission to go out and share this with others so that this isn't an issue anymore. I hope you'll join us. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you heard today, it would mean the world to me if you would take 30 seconds and give me a five-star rating, write a quick review, and subscribe to the podcast. And share it with any of your family or friends that you feel like this episode could bless. It helps get the word out more than you know. Or if you know someone that's a hope dealer and has an incredible story that needs to be shared, go to my website at www.exaltedhealth.com forward slash podcast and fill out the podcast guest form. The world needs these stories of Jesus now more than ever. Or if you have a miracle or testimony of an incredible Jesus moment, you can go to our website and fill out the testimonial page for a chance to get a shout out on the podcast. We'll see you next time.